What is up, neighbors? Welcome back to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. I'm your host, Kaylin Gettler, and this is episode three. Today, we sat down with Sandra. She is a local hypnotist and a very lovely person. I've been intrigued by her and what she does since I met her, so I thought I'd bring her on the podcast and we could talk about it and you guys could hear what she does and what hypnosis is all about. We had an interesting conversation today. We covered lots of subjects um, and different things about hypnosis and other spiritual subjects, as well as a few stories Sandra told that were super interesting. I hope you guys love this conversation as much as I did. And please check the show notes and I'll add some links for Sandra. You can find her on her website or on her socials. And she also does remote sessions. So you can get hypnotized from wherever you are from the comfort of your own home. So yeah, hook up with Sandra and check her in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this conversation. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. Welcome to the Strange Neighborhood Podcast. I'm here today with my friend Sandra. She's a local hypnotist, and we're going to chat about some cool stuff today. Um, so, yeah, without further ado, here's Sandra. Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, hey, Kaylin, thanks for having me. Um, I have been a hypnotherapist for since 2017. I um, I also manage a restaurant on the side, but I kind of found hypnotherapy as kind of like my passion project. So I've been doing that for the last few years and it's been awesome. I'm not, I don't know much about hypnotherapy, but maybe you could tell us a bit about like the style or kind of hypnotism that you do or like how you um, conduct your business as a hypnotherapist, like what you can, what you help people with and like maybe just like a little bit more about it because I have no idea really what it's about (laughs) yeah um honestly it's like you know it is like a form of therapy but it's healing more on a subconscious level rather than a conscious level like if you're comparing it to like counseling or psychotherapy um that that's healing on a conscious level and you know that therapist might provide you with tools and things to help you work through your issues, um, with hypnotherapy, accessing the subconscious mind. Um, that's kind of where every person, uh, stores their memories and emotions. So it's really beneficial to put someone in a relaxed state and then they can access those memories where someone maybe experienced trauma and I can help them to work through that trauma in that specific memory. And that's kind of what we what we do with hypnotherapy is so it's all about putting someone in a relaxed state of mind so they can access moments in their lifetime where they experience something negative or and I can help them work through that negative experience right from the root cause of where it began for them so that's kind of what I do in a therapy in a typical therapy session yeah okay that sounds like pretty interesting stuff like I'm super interested in like healing and like um, going into our trauma and like finding the root cause of everything. And sounds like hypnotherapy is like a pretty cool tool that -hmm. you can integrate into that. Yes, absolutely. It's definitely been the most amazing form of healing for myself. Um, I'm just someone that has dealt with uh, mental health issues since early, my early teenage years. I, you know, my parents obviously hadn't really experienced mental health problems before being the first child. And so my mom brought me to counseling and things like that. But I just found that I was never finding like a real cure for myself at the time. And so I came across hypnotherapy probably 10 years ago. 
And that was honestly the icing on the cake for me. It just helped me to clear so much stuff within myself. And yeah, it helped immensely with my mental health problems. So that's awesome. What, what brought you to like hypnotism? What sparked your interest and made you want to like pursue it as a career or yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, I received my first hypnotherapy session probably 10, 10, 12 years ago. And I just found like, there was such great benefit from it for me that I just, I really wanted to learn how to help other people in that way, because I just found it such a profound way of healing. So, yeah, I'm super intrigued about it now, like after just this much of the interview. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. So then um, like just out of my own curiosity, like where, what kind of training do you go through? Like, did you have to go to like a school or um, did you train under, is it like an apprentice style, like way that you learn or like how? How does one become a hypnotherapist sort of? Yeah, there's actually a few different accredited schools. Um, I went to Vancouver and attended a school there. Um, So there, it was Coastal Academy that I attended. So they're accredited um, through the International Medical and Dental Hypnotherapy Association. So um, with my training, I can actually work alongside medical professionals if I wanted to, um, like Hypnotherapy is sometimes used in dental offices, for instance, to help the patients. Like a lot of people are scared of the dentist. And so, you know, sometimes dentists work alongside hypnotherapists to help put patients into a relaxed state before they do any sort of dental work. Um, So, yeah, I just that school, I think it was a total of it was pretty intensive. Um, you know, I got certified as a hypnotist first, and then your second certification is master hypnotist. And then I graduated with my clinical hypnotherapist certificate after that. And yeah, so that was like a full-time Monday to Friday class. It was stressful, but worth it in the end. Oh, that sounds like a lot, a lot Mm -hmm. more than I kind of, well, I haven't really thought much into it before, but like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like that's a lot of training and that makes me kind of interested in more about it, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, I guess I want to kind of like get into like the spiritual side. Like, um, I did talk to you a bit before one time before, and we kind of like brushed the subject. So I kind of know that you like lean towards that side. So I think it'd be okay Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so like, um, I guess like what sparked your spiritual journey and like, was it, um, aligned with like hypnotism from the start or, um, did you start a spiritual, have a different spiritual journey and like, it just kind of crossed with your hypnotism or like, if you, yeah, (laughs) um, definitely my, like the spiritual side of things came about first, I would say, Um, and then the hypnotherapy just kind of fell into everything after, um, yeah, I don't, I probably started my interest in the spirituality thing, like probably 13 years ago, I'd want to say I've always kind of been someone that's really interested in (laughs) otherworldly things like aliens or UFOs, fairies, angels, all that kind of stuff. You know, I didn't necessarily fully knew if that stuff was real or not but I had had always been interested in it so I think that's where and I think like the actual like I guess I'll tell you the actual turning point for me when I really started to dive into this stuff um it was probably 2007 and I met with my husband's mom um and I hadn't seen her in like a really, really long time. It had been years since we had crossed paths. But anyways, and she said to me, she's like, oh, like I can see a leopard walking around you, like a spirit animal. And I was like completely floored when she told me that because she would have no idea that a leopard is my literal most favorite animal. Like I'm completely obsessed with the, the leopard, 
like I have a leopard print tattoo and I've had that since I was 16. So I just was like completely blown away that she was able to see that. And I just literally became obsessed over that idea. And so I wanted to learn how she could see those things. And so I think that's what the real turning point for me was. That's so funny you say that because when I was probably like 17, 17 or 18, um, I like had an experience with a healer for the first time and she seen like a deer of come out of me and I've literally always been obsessed with deers and it like intrigued me so much about like how animals are part of the spiritual like realm and stuff and yeah totally sparked like a whole nother part of my journey after that so it's so funny that you say that Um, that's awesome yeah (laughs) um so like what what kind of spiritual practices or like belief like can you give us like a vague rundown of like your belief system and spirituality if you're comfortable talking about it like Mm -hmm. I like to kind of get a grasp of like what people think we are as humans are doing here or like what's our yeah mission here I don't know if that makes sense to you but Mm -hmm. um I'm definitely not like religious by any means like I never grew up in a religious household where we attended church or anything like that but I'd always kind of had weird sort of unexplainable experiences from a really young age and I think that just sort of left me open to otherworldly type of energies if you want to call it that um I don't know I would call myself I don't even know what I want to say like I'm pretty sensitive to like energy and that type of thing. I feel everything from everyone. I can feel things that are maybe not visible from the physical eye. Like I can feel when those types of things are around. Um, I guess for me, I gravitate towards like um, Native American shamanism. That's probably the thing that I that's what I practice a lot with myself and all my clients as well. That's awesome. I'm really interested in that. I've, I, I actually just came back from a retreat and then we had like a women's circle and the lady who nice. did it was like doing some native American stuff. And it's, it was really cool. cool. We did like a, anyway, you don't want to hear about that. <laughs> like it always, no, it, it, it like, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I'm just like really intrigued about like the balance of nature and like yes um the spirit and everything and like that type of ideal that goes with Native American culture and then um Mm -hmm. just like the power of like drumming and sound and how it's all tied into their culture it's like really beautiful yes it really is and And yeah and just like it's very all-encompassing and like it makes a lot of sense yeah yeah everyone I mean like each culture is a little bit different in the Native American cultures but like overall I just like have a wonder for their entire ideals I guess yes yeah me too yeah (laughs) um definitely resonates for sure so I don't know so you did say that you were like interested in aliens and stuff so I kind of wanted to ask about like I don't really know if I per se would do like call them aliens or UFOs, but I call them like aerial phenomenon or, or I sort of not sure that they're what we've been told they are or, but have you had any experience with like orbs or aerial phenomenon or something like that you could tell us about? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely experienced orbs a lot growing up. Um, Actually, one thing that probably sticks out to me the most, I haven't seen any sort of aerial phenomenon, but I've definitely seen orbs. But one thing that happened to us when we were younger, um, my Nana called us the one day and she told us that she woke up and looked out the window to her backyard. And she literally had like this circle, a perfect circle that was burnt into her grass. It was summertime the grass was green, but there was like a perfect circle that was burnt into her grass. And so we all went over there to see it. And I remember just 
having like the most bizarre, like creepy feeling when I was like looking at this circle. Cause it was just so strange. Like why it just appeared there overnight. And it was like this perfect burnt circle and it was a ring. Like it was, it was green in the middle of the circle, but it was just like this ring of burnt grass. It was just completely bizarre. So we all thought, Oh my God, like maybe it was a UFO or something like that. So how, how big was the circle? Like across, would you say? Um, it wasn't massive. I would probably say maybe 10 feet across. Wow. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess that is big. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny that you're saying that because I was, I was like, um, yeah, let's do a podcast about the guy who did all the missing 411 things. Have you? Yeah. yeah about the Love national that. parks, but they said like in a lot of the instances that when people go missing there's other phenomenon attached and they said there's burn circles is one of the phenomenon that's attached to that so creepy (laughs) I know it's funny that you say you got a creepy feeling because like like creepy incidences that and that um phenomenons attached to them often for sure and I would just I don't know I was so young at that time and that was before I had any sort of knowledge of like the missing 411 cases and things like that mm-hmm. but I just my dad has always been like obsessed with the idea of UFOs and stuff like that so yeah so definitely a bizarre experience for us that's for sure oh that's a really cool story actually especially <laughs> because I like just heard about that um like I never heard oh, of like current circle phenomenon until like yesterday I think and then you said it today so that's wow really <laughs> <laughs> uh, um can you tell us like one of your favorite stories from a hypnosis session um I definitely have lots of favorites I don't like I guess I'd want to say that my most favorite thing that happens is when I honestly can't think of one that stands out specifically, but I really particularly like when I have skeptical clients that come to me and we follow a certain trauma or emotion and the root cause of their trauma or emotion happens to stem from a past lifetime. And so they take me back into these memories that are not from this current life And, you know, I walk through through everything that they're experiencing. And I just find that so amazing every time I've experienced it lots with people. But um, it's just so cool to me that, you know, we literally carry um, energy from certain wounds over from past lifetimes into this present one. If they're not, if you don't heal and deal with those wounds on like an energetic cellular level. So we carry all that stuff with us, which... I find pretty amazing. Like we carry a karmic balance through mm-hmm. each life or, oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'd say. And yeah. um, is there any times that you like w- took someone back to a past life or something like remarkable happened or like a place that, you know, seemed really out of the ordinary? Um not really out of the ordinary, I guess. Um, you know, I've had lots of people experience, you know, it's always interesting to me when someone experiences like a more recent life, like one of my clients went back to a life probably in the seventies. And so they experienced like a car accident scene. Um, I don't know. It just kind of And, you know, I've had clients too, that have gone all the way back to like medieval times, like times in like the 1700s or even earlier than that. So I don't know, everyone's so different with what they experience and what they can describe in a session. So, oh, that's, I just, that must be such an exciting job (laughs) just to be like, I wonder what we're going to find today. (laughs) Yes, literally, it's you never know what's going to happen in a session. I think, too, like, you know, one of my other things that I really like about sessions, too, sometimes, um, whether you or people would believe this or not, but it does happen where 
sometimes spirits actually attach themselves to that person in a past lifetime. And I have experienced that a few times as well. Um, Cause I'm very like, I'll never put suggestions in people's heads. Um, you know, when they're going in and experiencing a past life memory, I just, you know, ask them very simple few questions. And I just literally let them tell me absolutely everything that they're describing and if they tell me that they're feeling like a weird, like if they're feeling a weird way, like if they're feeling scared or afraid, I get them to explain to me if they're feeling that emotion from, I don't know, I'm just very detailed and I get them to get them to be detailed on what they're describing to me. And sometimes we have encountered um, bad spirits that have attached themselves to them in that lifetime. And we do the whole thing where I help them to remove that spirit. And we, I help to cross that spirit over in that, from that lifetime. So those are always pretty crazy too. And I feel like I'm never prepared for those, but I just work through it. <laughs> so you mean like, um, a dark entity attachment, or is it like a spirit of someone from a past life that is attached to that person? So they carry them with them or both or <laughs> Ah, uh, definitely. I would say both. I mean, we have had a session where um, it was actually um, a spirit guide that had attached themselves to one of my clients, which was fine. Like we, you know, I figured out that that wasn't a bad or negative spirit, but there has been times where you know, that's, there's a bad negative spirit attached to that person in that life. And it's causing them some sort of pain, or it's causing them some sort of negative emotion in that moment. So I have to work with them to um, get that entity off of them. Because it's all energy, right? If you can Mm -hmm. understand, yeah, like, um, if you can understand that, like, these entities will attach themselves to good energy. Yeah. um, like a battery or something yeah yeah exactly so you know between the both of us we'll determine whether that's a good or bad good or bad spirit and i will just help them to remove that spirit and cross it over so it's pretty crazy (laughs) that is really crazy is it possible that the person is holding the entity to them energetically or is it always the other way yes Um, it honestly depends what that person was dealing with. You know, if we're dealing with any type of sadness, anger, or fear, emotions, those entities like that kind of emotion. So they're attracted to that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's what can happen and how these entities will attach themselves. Um, so yeah, it goes both ways for sure. It is interesting. I imagine like if someone has a big loss or something, then maybe they would hold on to mm-hmm. is that how it works? Or like not be ready to let someone go. So be like have an attachment that way. Yes, that definitely does and can happen for sure. And it's all about like it's fine to have energetic attachments to people like that. But as long as they're not negative and causing that person harm in any way. Oh, I see. Like we all kind of have attachments to people and spirits, but as long as it's not impacting negatively. Is that what you're kind of saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Cool. (laughs) Um, have (laughs) you um so like does it cross like I know you kind of said you're you mentioned you're like a bit intuitive. Does it cross over? Like, do you have um, mm-hmm. things where you see things during a session or hear things or feel things yeah. too. Yes. All the time. And I still, I don't know. I all often question myself, like how the hell did I get to this point where I can see that stuff? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. It's been, I don't know. It's been a really crazy journey for me in that sense. Cause I've become very developed with my sight like in my third eye so I literally can see the scenes 
playing out when I'm with a client. And when they describe things to me, I'll be like, oh yeah, like that's what I'm seeing. Like I don't say that to the client, but Mm -hmm. I do most of the time see the scenes as they're playing out as they're describing them to me. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. And I do I'll hear things too. And yeah, it's pretty intense sometimes. Do you hear like speaking? And is it like, so is it an audible or is it like an internal audible sound? Like Mm. sort of when I meditate, sometimes I like have conversations, but it's not audible, like through my ear. It's like within me. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's mostly within me, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I do actually hear like a physical audible sound Mm -hmm. that sounds like it's like right next to my ears oh mostly yeah (laughs) that's so cool so it's like and then did you have did you already have that kind of intuitive side before the hypnotism or or before you came a hypnotist or did it like develop alongside it kind of yeah I mean I definitely had it before but I've worked pretty hard um, on developing that side of myself for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, but yeah, it has kind of exploded since I've started to work on people in that type of hypnotherapy setting. Like it's definitely gotten stronger. I found for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And like, typically what can people expect from a session like I know everyone's kind of like gets nervous probably before because they're like mm-hmm. what, what are we gonna do in there like <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally yes. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but what can you like how do you like brief people on what to expect kind of so that they can really be more relaxed about it before they come yeah honestly I just try and say to people that it's like hypnosis in itself is a natural state of mind. We actually spend 80 to 90% of our day already in a hypnotic state. Um, So I just try and tell them that as much as I can. And it's like, I will just say things um, in the pre-session to help them get into a, a relaxed state. Like no one would ever lose consciousness or anything weird like that. Like you could literally like open your eyes and get up from the chair and and walk out of the room if you wanted to like it's not some weird like headspace that you go into like you're just opening yourself up by purely through relaxation kind of like a meditation for sure that makes a lot of sense and that probably is like puts people at ease because you kind of like walk yeah like the mostly people I've experienced with a hypnotist when they go to like a pub and then there's like a show yeah. with a hypnotist you know and they're trying to they're yeah. making people do strange tricks and things and they are I think they're it adds a stigma to like the therapist that's the hypnotist yeah guy. I actually yeah, <laughs> I really I don't enjoy that because it does you're right it does add a whole stigma um you know, towards the hypnotherapist for sure. Cause I do have most people actually, most of my clients do ask me if I'm going to make them do weird things. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I would never ever do that. <laughs> Am I going to like cluck like a chicken every time I hear a bell ring after this? Or something? Yeah. Oh my God. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> well, that's reassuring. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yes. <laughs> um, so you were saying that you had like a lot of experiences when you were young and um, that kind of like pushed you in the direction of spiritual learning and stuff. And in your journey, um, did you have like experience mm-hmm. with like a haunting or do you have ghost experiences or a story like that you could tell us? Yes, I do. Awesome. have a couple. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's what we're here for. <laughs> yeah, I think the most probably profound thing that happened to me um I think I was probably about 15 at the time I was going through my first like really bad depression anxiety thing and um I remember it was the middle of summer and my mom and I were sitting 
like on the front patio of our house at the time. Anyways, and I was just in this like really like messed up mental state. Like I was just so sad and I couldn't, you know, couldn't get a handle on myself like emotionally at the Mm -hmm. time. And um, anyways, my mom and I were sitting on the front porch and we were just kind of talking and just hanging out. And then all of a sudden everything went like completely quiet. Like we lived on a, you know, we were in a neighborhood that was decently busy. So there was usually cars driving by and whatever, but Mm -hmm. Anyways, everything went like eerily quiet almost and everything, the, our, our surroundings turned into like this really beautiful light pink color. Like it was almost like, um, the color from like a really beautiful sunset, but that color just kind of surrounded everything everywhere to the point where we stopped talking and we were just kind of looking out into the yard and we were just in complete awe of this color Mm -hmm. and how quiet it had all of a sudden gotten and then we both looked up into the sky like above and there was a formation in the clouds of like a cherub angel and she had her hands together in like the prayer position and we both looked at that knew that that was a sign for me that things would get better because I could just see no end to my depression at that point Mm -hmm. and my mom was sort of lost too as to how she could help me so after that was like I'm getting goosebumps talking about that because it was such a weird (laughs) profound (laughs) profound experience so yeah it was just the most crazy thing like it was quiet everything was like this beautiful hue of pink there was this angel formation in the clouds like it was such a distinct formation of a cherub angel that we both were like holy cow like what the heck is happening right now but it like we are flooded with like this sense of calmness and peace at the same time and that was the turning point where I just knew that I wouldn't have to live like that in that mental state forever and that was like probably one of the most amazing things that we've experienced for sure that's so beautiful. And you know what? You're my third interview and you're the second person that's seen angels in the cloud. Cool. <laughs> so awesome. that's really crazy. And it was a profound experience for, it was my first guest that I had. And yeah. And, awesome. she, and she was with her grandma and then she told her grandma, but her grandma just thought she was making her stories up. But Aww. yeah, but um, yeah, that's really crazy. And like, what a beautiful, like, gift during like that time to have this like peaceful beautiful thing presented to you yeah yeah it was definitely yeah pretty amazing for sure yeah my mom and I will never forget that (laughs) and it's like so cool that you had your mom there so she can validate your experience in that way so you're not yeah, like, always exactly. wondering like did I kind of make that up or like you know when we're alone and we see things and we excuse them from ourselves but to have the experience sure. together just makes it so much more profound yeah exactly and we definitely my mom and I still talk about that to this day and that was like 20 years ago that that would have happened so that's a beautiful story yeah <laughs> and yes. you have another story yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one, yeah, this one was weird too. There's definitely a couple for sure. Um, this one happened, oh gosh, oh, maybe eight years ago now. It was in our old apartment. Um, I literally woke up out of a dead sleep and I sat up in my bed and I never, ever do that. And I, looked over towards our closet and I literally saw a woman clear as day she floated out from the closet and floated through our bedroom door and she just kind of dissipated into thin air as as she left the bedroom um and I saw in complete detail like what she looked like she was dressed in like period clothing like probably early 1900s style like big poofy long floor length skirts like a button-up collared long sleeve shirt and her hair was pulled into a really tight bun um and I remember waking up my husband like frantically I was like oh my god I just saw my first ghost and I was like freaking out (laughs) (laughs) 
it was just so, it was such a clear, like I could just see every single detail from that woman. It was just insane. Wow. That's really cool. And like to have that much detail, I bet you can still like picture it perfectly. Yes. I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about oh. it right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's like, that's pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Like a lot of people will see like shadows or like a little bit of a light, but like to see a full detail person, I think will experience. Yeah. That was pretty insane for sure. Yeah. Um, um, what is the strangest thing that's ever happened to you either in like session or just in life? Like what is your strangest thing? Um, the strangest thing that's ever happened. It's like my million dollar question of the show. <laughs> Ask <everyone. Yeah. laughs> yes, no kidding. <laughs> um, oh man. Well, there was another instance like this was really, okay. Yeah. This one's really messed up because so <laughs> after my great auntie passed away. Um, this was quite some time ago, but my great auntie, her favorite chocolate bar was a Kit Kat. So the first Christmas that we spent without her there after she had passed on Christmas Eve, cause we'd always spend Christmas Eve together. Um, we left out before we went to bed, we left out a Kit Kat bar because we knew that she would be there in spirit because it was her favorite holiday and we were just all so close. So anyway, we left out this Kit Kat bar. It was completely, <laughs> completely enclosed in its wrapper. Like we hadn't unwrapped it or anything. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and we get up Christmas morning and we go to where we left the Kit Kat and it was literally unwrapped and a piece had been taken from the chocolate bar. <laughs> oh my goodness. She wanted yeah. you to know that she was there for Christmas, eh? Yeah, it was the most, like, first we were like, okay, someone had to have opened this and taken a piece. (laughs) But everyone was like, no, like, everyone swears, like, oh, man, they swear up and down that they never touched that chocolate bar. And it was the most bizarre thing, because we, we've just, I've never had something physical like that happen with a spirit Mm -hmm. interaction where they manifested that much energy to break off a piece of chocolate I don't know <laughs> she must really love Christmas <laughs> yeah. yeah she did <laughs> uh, um there's actually something I've always been kind of curious to talk to him that's just about have you um brought like brought someone back like to to a past life but like have you brought someone to the between time between lives before um Yes, I want to say not often has this happened. It's probably only happened probably a couple of times. Um, but I wouldn't say like with that being said, I know I could probably guide someone to that point intentionally, but when that's happened in a session, I've never guided a person to that point intentionally. Um so yeah I mean I've had experiences where they knew that they were going to be starting their next life on earth and like they had just left like a past life experience and you know when a client experiences a past life they do a whole process of moving the soul forward from that lifetime and we Mm -hmm. do the process of like thanking the soul for showing us that life And then, yeah, they do go to like an in-between state, but like in this one, she knew that she was going to be coming to a life here on this earth and starting her new life kind of thing. And so in that moment, like I kind of ask if, if they're receiving any kind of knowledge or clarity in that moment from whatever is there, like a source presence, like a, you know, a spirit presence, Mm -hmm. um, and things like that so yeah technically yeah there has been in between life experiences 
Um, and like, do you get messages sort of like from other spirits? Like if they're there with like a source or another spirit, do you get messages from the, the other, do you know what I mean? Entity or mm -hmm. something ever? Yeah, honestly, the messages that come through for them are always really beautiful kind of empowering messages to do with um i want to give an example like um either they're providing them knowledge about the life that they just left in that in-between state or they're giving them reassurance about the life that they're about to go into mm -hmm. so it's always like yeah nice um, positive messages that come through in that moment that's really nice <laughs> yeah it's uh, pretty cool <laughs> and so what is like your perspective on what we are doing here as spirits on earth well I mean I believe that we make a choice um, to come here to this earth life to experience whatever we need to experience to advance our spiritual selves. Like that's what I feel and what I believe to be true. Obviously other people might not agree with that, but I do strongly feel that that's one of our main purposes is to either advance ourselves spiritually um, by coming to this 3d world or um, you know, we're, maybe recycled back here in a sense to finish things that we that were unfinished from a past life yeah I tend to agree with that I mean we're never really sure but it seems like mm -hmm. we're here to learn something because mm -hmm. the big lessons are like you can feel the advancement as you learn your big lessons in your life and if you don't learn them you can see them repeating you know yes 100%. it just seems like there's a lot of clues that point us to like we're in a learning phase or an evolution that comes with certain important lessons yes exactly yeah I agree <clears throat> um I know you said that you kind of were your intrigue was sparked when you had your own personal session with a hypnotist um, do you mm -hmm. want to tell us about that session if it's not too private or like what was yeah. remarkable about it for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, so she, I honestly can't quite remember what emotion I went to her to work on, but um, I actually ended up experiencing like a life that wasn't even from this planet, if that sounds that's amazing it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was really freaking intense I was literally you know she gets me she got me to describe everything I was experiencing um and she actually had me write down while I was in hypnosis she had me write down on a piece of paper because I was seeing like so it's from a different planet and I was literally like this weird being I don't know it almost looked like paint us a picture sound. here <laughs> <laughs> I know it just sounds so silly but it, it literally looks kind of like a sasquatch type of being mm -hmm. like a really hairy type of super super tall monkey sort of looking thing mm -hmm. anyways and I was on like this red planet I don't know what planet it was but and I had children in that life and I was using like these tools um, and sh like these tools had like lettering on it, but it was not any type of lettering from, from earth. So mm -hmm. she had me like write down all these symbols and letters that I was seeing. And um, yeah, that was just like a really, it was really intense that experience to see that and experience that. Cause I had no freaking idea that I would go there. Like, I just had no conscious, like, idea that that was even a thing for me. Like, I just didn't know. And I had no idea that I could even have experienced a life not from Earth. So it was. Yeah. Um, have you heard of Dolores Cannon before? 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like I yes, I read a ton of her books. And so like that is yeah, sort of like too. I'm super intrigued about like otherworldly experiences and hypnotism or yeah, hypnosis or whatever. Like it's like yeah, obviously Dolores Cannon like brings that intrigue out in us because she has so yeah. many amazing recounts of her sessions and stuff. But um for sure. Yeah, like I don't think that story sounds silly at all. Like uh, <laughs> that's like amazing to me. Like I think, yeah, I think. Uh, well, I'm I'm not sure, but like I'd say we lived like probably thousands of lives, and like probably 100%. a lot of people don't get to. Well, you probably experience the things in hypnosis that you can like handle. So as you open up more, if Mm-hmm. like some people probably wouldn't be able to handle going back to a life like that and you know what I mean in the session yeah like, yeah 100% <laughs> what you find like you kind of get mm-hmm. um exposed to what you can handle more than yes yeah for sure definitely the people that are more like more open to things they definitely experience a lot more um you know it can sort of being sort of intuitive that way I can feel when a client is more blocked off energetically than than someone else so you can just sort of feel that they put up some sort of wall like energetically or mentally that they're actually really not 100% fully ready to go back and experience something like that because maybe they don't fully believe in it or something like that but it is an apparent feeling that I notice sometimes with my clients whether like to do with how open they are to experience different things yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense I think that's sort of like that with everything in spirituality like you only get what you're ready to handle and then if Mm -hmm. you're not receiving what you want maybe you have to ask yourself some hard questions about if you're prepared for that when it comes or yes right Yeah. yeah for sure so do you have like a regular um, practice that you do with yourself? Like, do you do like a regular meditation practice or like um, kind of ritual mm-hmm. or anything like that to, with your spirituality? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite things to do, like I really enjoy um, grounding myself. I think it's super important for everyone to be grounded, especially in the chaotic world that we live in right now it's very easy for people to be, to become ungrounded, like, especially if they're living in any kind of fear, or they're worried about what's happening currently with our current state of affairs. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, for ground, like, I really do like to, like, I do a process where I connect to um, Mother Earth. Um, You know, we all have you know, our chakra points within our body. So I definitely connect with my root chakra and I'll see like my own roots, which look like roots of a tree. And I'll push those roots down from the bottom of my feet, push them all the way down through the layers of the earth until I reach what I see and feel to be mother earth's like heart chakra, like her heart center. Mm -hmm. And I'll connect my roots to that And I'll just kind of sit there. This is all, you know, this is a process that I do with my eyes closed because it's kind Mm -hmm. of like a meditative state. And I'll just sit there and um, feel my roots connecting. And then I always express my gratitude to her in that moment. Because essentially, you know, what I believe that we're all Earth's children. So we are energetically a part of her and a part of Mother Earth. So um, I just find that that connection for me is really beneficial and I'll pull up her heart energy and I'll pull it up through my roots and pull it all the way up through my energetic body. And that helps to ground me. And I feel amazing after a process like that. So I do that fairly frequently. And I also really like to take Epsom salt baths with different essential oils that helps to also ground me and kind of helps to collect me you know collect Mm -hmm. all of the parts of myself back together if I'm feeling frazzled or anything like that 
And I imagine like working with everyone else's energy that grounding becomes really important in your work. So you can like get back to yeah. self after each thing. Yes, for sure. It's Does super it- important to do that. Energy work like that, like even just do normal hypnotherapy session with someone, it can be really quite taxing um, depending on how the session is. So yeah, it is super important for that self-care to happen. And it's really nice of you to like say your visualization about grounding because I think like we hear that a lot and like it's hard for people to understand like what it means to ground. Like I've yeah, yeah. I heard it for years from people and I just like didn't quite understand the the method mm-hmm. or benefit behind it or like what I was actually meant to be doing with grounding. So yes. Yeah, I can 100% relate to that. Just, you know, I, when, you know, when I began with all this, like this whole journey, I really was like a fish out of water. And I didn't, even the idea of meditating to me was really daunting in the beginning. Um, And I was always kind of afraid of what I might see and things like that. And like you said, I didn't have clue at all what I was supposed to be seeing if I was going to try and ground myself but so yeah just kind of something that happened and evolved over time for sure and the thought of like for me connecting to uh, mother earth's heart like I a lot of people say like connect to the earth or the spirit of the earth when you ground but Mm -hmm. no one really ever put it like that like pulling her heart energy from the heart of her that's like such a beautiful thing to visualize when grounding to like connect your heart to mother earth's heart like I found that really beautiful (laughs) yeah and that's something I don't even like something that I just found that worked the best for me I don't even remember how I started to even visualize that if it was yeah but yeah that's always worked the best for me for sure that's really beautiful. Um, do you think that humanity is approaching an awakening? Uh, yes, 100%, especially like with everything that is going on right now, like with COVID and stuff like that. Um, there's just so many things that don't add up about the entire thing. And I think it sort of forced people to become aware of that and maybe realize like, Hey, like, I think we're being lied to here. Okay. So why are we being lied to, you know? (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) and yeah, like since 2020, like my hypnotherapy practice has gotten quite busy and I've found that people are sort of, because everything's so chaotic going on on the outside they are looking to focus more on the insides of themselves because their outer world is so chaotic. So I think that's what it's forced people to do is to look inwards. And with that, an awakening will naturally happen when you start to deal with um, these parts of yourselves that you kind of sweep under the rug usually and just everything externally has I really do feel it's woken a lot of people up for sure it's really interesting actually because it seems like a lot of like chaos and negativity but really the way that I mean not everybody but so I've just seen so much growth in everybody around me like exponential Mm -hmm. growth spiritually and emotionally like all around me and it's really amazing and I think we're getting to the point where it's forcing even the very resistant people to like come to that place now I know yes it's it's really crazy it's like a pressure cooker kind of (laughs) yeah totally yeah for sure then there's always like the undertone of like is the pressure cooker about to blow or is it just going to create a diamond or like you know there's sort of like a chaotic balance happening Mm -hmm. and then it sort of feels to me like well it's caused by like all the stuff that we feel is really wrong and dangerous and scary, but like it mm-hmm. sort of feels like it's by design because of the way that it's just melding humanity into this whole new 
frame of mind and heart. Yes, a hundred percent. I do feel it. You know, there's good that should come of every situation. And I do feel that with mm-hmm. this and the good part is, is that it's waking everyone up. Like that is what I've felt, felt this, about this whole thing the whole time. So it's really amazing. Like the things that two years ago, cause I've always been kind of conspiracy minded and like into the unknown and Me mysterious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, it's yeah. so interesting to just see like the things two years ago, I couldn't even bring up now. Like my neighbor knows about, you know what I mean? And like, just like I went yes. to a small protest earlier in the year and a, like a girl was passing out like flyers on chemtrails and I'm like in my small town and I was just like yes what mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like really that's awesome blown up the truth kind of yeah for sure oh man I could talk a whole other thing about chemtrails <laughs> you can <laughs> this is the place <laughs> <laughs> oh god maybe we should do a separate one on yeah. conspiracies <laughs> right oh man yeah, I could go on forever about conspiracies yeah, but yeah right. the the weather modification is like I don't know like what is your perspective on that like do what do you think the chemtrails are what's the purpose would would be your like theory well I do believe so you know, they always say that chemtrails are like a jet stream. Mm-hmm. There's no way that that is water vapor in the air because water vapor would disappear and dissipate as like a plane flies by. And like, and I've seen that before. Like I grew up in Vancouver, so there's always planes flying above like mm-hmm. all day long. And you can tell the difference. Like Vancouver is particularly bad right now for chemtrails because they just literally linger in the air all day long. They don't dissipate, but like water vapor from a jet would disappear. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I didn't, it seems kind of crazy to say that that's chemicals lingering in the air. But when you learn about like the agenda of what these, elite mogul people want to do to the world it's just it's freaking mind-blowing and I do believe that that those are chemicals that are being sprayed from the chemtrails and it's destroying our food supply and it you know obviously would settle on people's bodies as well I don't know it's just it's insane I feel like sometimes if you look too deep at like chemtrails or things like, or like harp or things like that, it's just like yeah. terrifying. Oh <laughs> There's like God, no end to how so deep scary. it goes kind of too. And like, yes, yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Harp. <laughs> right. And so uh, and like, ugh. yes, it's it's a it's as well. yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> um yeah, and I could talk about that too <laughs> yeah right <laughs> uh, um so have you like had any insights from your um sessions maybe even or just from your intuitive practice that um would give us maybe a message of hope for the future or like what do you see that's hopeful for us in our future I mean like it's all really scary right now and I mean I'm hopeful mm-hmm. and I but not everyone has that hope I don't know <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, what I feel from that is just what we talked about previously is like the awakening that is happening and will continue to happen. Um, And I do strongly feel that that will continue to happen. I wouldn't say that I've had like these profound insights about the future, but I do feel that collectively and energetically that this awakening will continue to happen and I think that it's important for everyone to find peace in that because if you think about it like they like whoever they are they thrive off people being fearful like that's what they want from the population right they don't want people to be um, successful they don't want people to grow spiritually Um, but if you can just you know, try and 
remove yourself from that as much as you can and purely focus on yourself and your own growth, then, you know, everyone will be much better off. So, yeah, I think uh, escaping, like, we need to really release the fear of, I don't know, well, I did I'm going to tell you a little story. So yeah, um, maybe I like the beginning or like six months into COVID. I um, just was really working on developing my intuitive gifts and mm-hmm. I was starting meditating and I, um, I had this experience where a man told me in a meditation that um, the, the best way I could do or like move forward in life and experience everything I could is to walk through life with death as my sister and I'll just never forget those words and like it was just such a powerful idea I just thought I just like I pretty much replay those words in my head daily because it's just such a gift to release the fear and just like face death our culture just makes us like turn away from it so much and fear it and to like embrace it as like a sister that is like a real gift because it just like took away 99% of the fear in my life to think of it and that like to reframe my perspective of death that's actually I don't know I got total body goosebumps when you said that (laughs) no that's really cool that's an amazing perspective to have on it um because I think that, yeah, you would reframe the whole, the whole part of your subconscious that like how you think about death or being fearful and things like that. So I think well, that's like, really amazing. The anxious and thoughts and the fear thoughts sort of around this whole COVID narrative in the last two years has just really, it's just all been based on like it it ends at death in a way like you're Mm -hmm. it's bringing you to the point of the fear of death all the time so if you can release that fear point like I just found that it changed everything completely after that for me and I just started um just Mm -hmm. taking be feeling more empowered in my life and just taking charge of things and trying new things and like yeah it was a beautiful gift to receive like just that message yeah, that's amazing. And I think that, yeah, you should continue to live by that and always have that in the back of your head. I think that's super beneficial for sure. All right. Well, um, do you have any more like stories you want to tell today or anything um, you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Not that I, not that I can think of off the top of my head. You know, besides um, all that other conspiracy yeah, stuff that we can say for another time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um what 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 kind of people would you like um like who do you think could benefit from um some um time with a hypnotist? Like what mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm being clear, but do you understand my question? <laughs> like who yeah who could, who could benefit from hypnotism and in like what way, how could it enrich our lives? Yeah, I think honestly, anyone that is looking for like a deeper sense of meaning, um, maybe someone that's sort of lost on their life path, if they don't know which direction they're supposed to be going in, um, you know, things like that, or anyone that's sort of dealing with anything that's holding them back. Like if someone's dealing with some sort of undealt trauma or someone has mental health issues, um, I just really, I do try and suggest that to people, especially if they're dealing with any kind of, um, yeah, if someone is just lost in general, like I think it's just a really great tool to dig deep within yourself and find out what makes you tick and, why do those things make you tick? And that can all be uncovered from hypnotherapy. And there is something to be said about someone that's brave enough to dive deep into those parts of themselves. So, yeah, it's actually like, 
I mean, everything good is on the other side of fear. So the most important mm -hmm. things do make us a little uncomfortable to dig into, don't they? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, so with that, maybe we'll just end it there for today. Um, but do you want to like sure. just give us some little insights on where we could find you and how to hook up with you maybe for a session if anyone wants to get involved with what you do? Because it sounds super interesting and I bet you a lot of people will be intrigued by this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm most active on my Instagram page at Sessions with Sandra. Like you can either send me a direct message there or comment on any of my posts. I do online sessions as well. I do have a couple of clients that are, um, well, within BC, but I do, I can do sessions pretty much wherever. So, um, yeah, and I'm on my website as well, www.sessionswithsandra.ca. You can send me a message from there as well. And I describe everything kind of in detail on my website too, about my process and what I do and things like that so awesome so you do um um remote hypnotism and how do mm -hmm. you like do that do you do like a facetime thing or just like with audio or and how does it work for people that are curious yeah um I do my sessions over zoom so as long as I have to be able to see the person mm -hmm. so zoom works works perfectly for that but yeah, as long as someone can be in a really quiet space with no distractions, the sessions honestly work perfectly over Zoom as well, as well as in person. So headphones are recommended for an online session. And yeah, as long as there's no distractions, then we can achieve the same results. So. Oh, that's beautiful, especially like in a time like now, a lot of people can't, don't have access to like go places they want to go or mm -hmm. meet people they want to meet or you know there's fear involved yeah. and stuff so it's really exactly. cool to have that available to people um <laughs> yeah well thanks for coming on the show today it's awesome to talk to you and yeah, thank uh, you so much I just want to talk to you a whole bunch more I just have so much more and like maybe I'll come and get a session because that it just sounds so cool and I've always been obviously I read Dolores Cannon so I'm like very interested in the subject and I you know like I'd, I'd like to go deep so I'm gonna mm -hmm. come see you <laughs> yeah do it I okay it. <laughs> well um thanks for chatting today Sandra yeah and you. uh yeah I'll link everything for Sandra in the show notes and yeah thanks for listening Oh, <laughs>